0: That is the sound of an Arizona. Half iced tea, half tropical, pineapple, pear, guava, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, I am Jesse from the internet. This is the Casual Die Hard Podcast. Uh, Here tonight we've got, uh, I will go in order of uh, clockwise on my screen, Lily is here from the internet. Lily, how are you?
1: I am, I'm doing real good, so that's pretty good
0: also, as always, Britt is here from the internet. Britt, uh, how did you enjoy yesterday's professional football?
2: Uh, I thought it was fantastic. Thanks for asking. It was, awesome. uh, I, 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 the Niners winning was not shocking. The Niners stealing the Eagles lunch money and like getting their head of security tossed was really just uh, more than I could have dreamed. So that was great
0: a level of hate uh that in in that rivalry that is approaching college football levels and this is a college football episode of college, of casual diehard and we've got a guest today from the internet it is jason from the internet uh jason kirk from the shutdown Fullcast, from vacation bible school from uh the upcoming book hell is a world without you uh jason i i will say also yesterday a a uh, professional football note, I made a very good decision in my life not to attend the Atlanta Falcons-New York Jets game mm-hmm. in the pouring rain to see only one touchdown <laughs> scored. I saw the safety on television, God. and that was all that anybody needed. That
3: was, uh, that, that, was a, that, was, that was a football game for just grown adults who like, who like just, just big, big grown adult football. Just, 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 nasty, <laughs> nasty, awful, hideous football. Uh, thirteen-eight final score. Tim Boyle starting, not, but not finishing the game. Um, de- when Desmond Ritter is the best of the three quarterbacks who played, you, you are, you are really getting a treat. So I, I, uh, y- you're you're going to be kicking yourself for for sitting that one out.
1: It could have been the six to nothing Chargers game, though. Imagine that. Imagine that in the rain.
2: At least that one's kind of... Yeah, but the Jets game was bad enough that that Zach Wilson declined to take the starting job back. He watched that and was like, you know what, actually...
1: <laughs> let let Aaron Rodgers ter- <laughs> walk on a ruptured Achilles. Right.
0: Well, let's stay in New Jersey, and this is a college football episode, uh, so I will take us back to the beginning of college football. November sixth, eighteen sixty nine, the first college football game. Nice, Rutgers six, Princeton four. As soon as that game ended, Rutgers was the undisputed best team in college football. One zero, never been beaten. Nobody's nobody's gotten them until the following week when Princeton beat them eight nothing, and they could claim the title, which they did because they didn't lose again until eighteen seventy six against Yale. So, let's just imagine that Yale—that uh, uh, Yale now takes that uh, championship belt from the first college football game. It now belongs to Yale. Uh, Yale holds it another two years. Princeton gets it back in a one-nothing game in Hoboken, New Jersey, on Thanksgiving weekend in 1878. This oh is the same God. sport we're playing today. <laughs> 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 hey, Wait
1: how, how, how does how does the how does the football game end one to nothing?
0: Well, it can happen now if there's a one-point safety in the third overtime or later after a zero-zero game. I don't. Okay, know that would be yeah. were yeah, yeah. in in eighteen seventy-eight.
3: Anything before like uh, eighteen
0: ninety is basically a different sport. Harvard. Harvard
3: got the belt back.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. We'll a Only screen. a passing resemblance.
2: Really,
1: before had, like, the forward pass.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: In our college football breeze through history here, uh, we will go through the 1880s and to the forward pass because Harvard, Yale, and Princeton all traded it back and forth until 1894, when finally, uh, and this is all thanks to something called uh, Hatch Rankings. Is it hatchrankings.com or .org? I have the hatchrankings.com slash lineal.html. We'll give you the story of the Lineal College Football Championship, which is this belt that i'm talking about uh pan beats princeton in 1894 they're the fifth team to hold it then others followed lafayette navy swarthmore carlisle with jim brown army cornell brown colgate first time it goes out of the northeast is in 1918 when michigan 2023 playoff participant michigan beats syracuse ohio state Gets it the next year, quickly drops to Illinois, on to Wisconsin, and then the University of Chicago at the end of 1921, because they had football then, and uh, it was still not the modern era. <clears throat> Notre Dame gets the belt for the first time in 1923, then Nebraska, shout out to Keelan, who's not here this evening, but we still got runs for... West Virginia Wesleyan, and a bunch of minor Pennsylvania schools like Lehigh, Muhlenberg, Villanova, Lebanon Valley, Penn State, Carnegie Tech, Washington and Jefferson, and Duquesne. 1928, Grove City beats Geneva for the belt 12-6, and the location of that game is unknown. Villanova is the belt holder at the end of the 28 season, drops it to Bucknell at the start of the Great Depression. St. Mary's of California is the first Western team to take the belt, beating Fordham in 1930 in New York at the Polo Grounds. Uh, and I was just reading, and I will link to this in the show notes, a great story from the 75th anniversary of this by, uh, I guess, the San Francisco Chronicle, looking back. And they were like, they had a ticker tape parade in San Francisco when these guys got back from beating Fordham. Um, I love it. Seven blocks of granite. Uh, Washington, if they, they take the belt back out west, essentially, and bring it to that territory. Washington wins its first belt in 1934 with a 16-6 win over Oregon, but they lose it to Stanford a few weeks later. It's at the 1935 Rose Bowl that Alabama becomes the first Southern team to get the belt. So you got Michigan and Alabama, the first two teams from this year's playoffs, to get the belt. Mississippi State beats Bama in 35 season, LSU beats them a few weeks later, and TCU becomes Texas first proven on-the-field college football champion. With a 3-2 to two win in the 1936 Sugar Bowl. Oh my God. They dropped the belt that September to the second proven on the field champion in college football from the state of Texas, Texas Tech. Third Texas team to get this uh, lineal mythical championship belt of college football is Rice. In 1938, they beat Colorado in the Cotton Bowl. They immediately lose it to Oklahoma, which doesn't lose again until the 39 Orange Bowl against Tennessee. The Vols go undefeated through 1939 before losing to USC in the Rose Bowl, first time for the Trojans. That gets us back to the West Coast, where it goes to Stanford, Oregon State, Washington State, before Texas A&M goes to Tacoma for something called the Evergreen Bowl and beats Washington State 7-0 on December 6,
1: 1941. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I know where this is going.
0: After Pearl Harbor, they still play the Cotton Bowl. <laughs> Texas A&M goes to the Cotton Bowl despite already having a lot of bowl game and despite uh, America now being in a war and uh, they lost to Alabama to give up the belt for Alabama's second run with the belt. This also sets up Georgia's first run with the belt uh, because the dogs beat Bama in Atlanta on Halloween, 1942. Penn's the last Ivy league team to get the belt in 52, a season where it goes from Princeton to Penn, to Penn state, to Syracuse, to Alabama at the orange bowl. Baylor wins it in 57. They're the fourth Texas team to win this uh, championship belt uh, by beating Tennessee in the sugar bowl. Finally, at the 65 Orange Bowl, Texas beats Alabama in the Orange Bowl and for the first time can claim the mantle of the proven on-the-field best team in college football because they beat the team that 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 beat, beat, beat Rutgers. Now, <laughs> <laughs> the reason that I went through all of this is that Jason compared Florida State in his newsletter today on Substack, which I enjoyed very much. To a situation that could have been, you know, them going, Florida State going out there and giving the middle finger to everybody after being told by authority figures, screw you guys, you're not good enough, you're not fast enough, you're not all this. Um, But it turns out that I think that there's a different, and I love that. I think it's all. It's all very true, and I'm also very glad that Florida State is not uh, actually going to be on the field as a sentimental favorite for us to cheer in a Daniel Bryan. Uh, <laughs> sort of but there's uh, here, here is where this turns and, and into a different uh, wrestling angle. A couple of years ago, and LSU was holding the belt, uh, and it was peak COVID. I had plenty of time on my hands. I went back and I found that if you awarded a new belt at the end of each college football season, every belt since World War II eventually wound up getting to LSU. Holds it because they beat someone who beat someone who beat someone who beat someone, and then first game of that season, LSU loses. Um, and in fact, nobody held the belt for more than a week until Alabama got it back. Um, and won another another title. But Alabama then drops that belt uh, to Texas A&M, which means Georgia never got the real belt during its historic, dynastic winning streak. And Alabama now holds the 2021 and 2022 national title belts, while Washington, it turns out, at this point, um, because A&M beat Bama, Ole Miss beat A&M, Baylor beat Ole Miss, and then uh, at the start, of, uh, BYU beat Baylor, then Oregon beat BYU, and Washington beat Oregon last November, and the Huskies haven't lost since. So Washington is the current holder of the all-time belt. Alabama has the last two belts and what we will see is guaranteed because they are on opposite sides of the bracket we will get a unification match in the cfp final and it is because of this as well as not having to hear the chop in two games that figure to be very good And, and also you know just as somebody who's not deeply invested in any of it um It's been very funny to watch people scream at each other for the last 24 to 36 hours online. Um, But I'm okay with this from now on if we use this as a way to say, okay, whoever wins the college football playoff this year will go into next year holding the belt. If they go undefeated, great. They are back in. That won't be a problem anyway. It'll be a 12th team field. But if they lose... Whoever is holding the lineal championship belt, the belt that goes back to November 4th, uh, November 6th, 1869, the Rutgers belt, that team should get a playoff bid. I would far rather see that (laughs) than say uh, the G5 representative for this year.
2: This feels suspiciously like a word problem in like, freshman algebra so in inherently like reflexively i don't like it because it feels too much like numbers which is not i don't love it
3: well, i think if you want to make brain hurts. take this all the way and make it completely pro wrestling you're going to need to like um some of these t- titles are going to need to consume each other and then split and uh and, and you know you're going to need to merge some of them just completely arbitrarily Um, and I think arbitrary will not only make more pro wrestling, but also more college football. So,
1: yeah, you got to make it incredibly arbitrary. And like, at one point, like somehow accidentally delete the lineage of like one of the prestigious titles, despite the fact that like, you know, it was the tag team championship for like 50 years and then you merged it all. And for whatever reason, it's only got like a five year history now. That's 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 what's got to happen to the to these uh, title belts. And then and then at some point, you know, someone will create a rival title belt that, uh, you know, would 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 <laughs> never mind. I'm, I'm getting too deep into the lore now.
0: Well. Here's here's my other question. Would Florida State beating Georgia. In their bowl game, uh, then create. Another belt of the the florida state unconquered (laughs) undefeated i don't think i i don't think i went back and looked at at who what happened with ucf and their fake title oh god and that belt
2: (laughs) i'm i'm just feeling very charlie day at the pin board with the string right now (laughs) like
1: yeah jesse's like cooking up some grand scheme for college football when in reality we just need to make really all all every level of college football so just have like a fucking 64 team or 32 team tournament and i don't give a shit if any if the one versus 64 matchup is good i just want to see some i just want to see a really big college football tournament between the best teams in the country as opposed to like you know the fcs or the division two or the division three championships where you know There are good teams for, you know, who they are, but I don't know. Title belts seem complicated.
2: I think the real key to all of this is to just accept the fact that college football is the, um, whose line is it anyway of sports functionally? The Uh,
1: points don't matter.
2: It's all made up and the points don't matter. Right. That it, the, the core ethos of the sport is that we are constantly making shit up as we go along that everyone's cheating and we all know it and everybody's just like, yeah, no, but that that booster definitely didn't drop a bag of cash off for that. Honestly. That would I never think... happen. Like that is the whole like core of the sport. And I feel like the more people accept that, the happier they are.
1: I think, like, I think...
2: it's always gonna be this.
1: I think what college football needs is more rules that are barely enforced. Just like more, just like some incredibly like niche weird rules that like will get your head coach like a like a like a, uh, like, a like a like a half a game suspension. <laughs> like like oh, he tied his shoes. He 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 tied his shoes the wrong way in uh, before he called this play, and now he has to sit out for five. Give me the penalty box for college football. <laughs>
0: The current state of affairs is that you can get three games for hamburgers and three games for illicit communications with a vacuum repair man and um, you know, still be coaching <laughs> the national title team. So I think it's wor- the system works.
1: yeah, yeah, we just need mo- we just need to be able to give more suspensions. <laughs> 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 this is this is what everyone wants. this is the this is the high. The high art, high like um, ho- hoopla, like you know, high engagement thing we need is like, uh, Bo Nicks says a says a naughty word and has to has to go sit on the sidelines for two snaps.
2: <laughs> uh, congratulations, you're the new uh, chairman of the NCAA. <laughs> I, I I I
1: think I could run it pretty well. Into the
0: ground. That's the LSAT that more than qualifies you to, you know. Yeah,
2: and, and nothing speaks to your qualifications uh, more than saying what we need is more penalties. <laughs> we need more
1: penalties. We need we need to just like everyone every you know what no divisions. Every every team plays everyone. There are no conferences, no division. You play whoever the fuck you want. I want to see. I want to see Michigan versus north central
0: (laughs) i mean i want to see michigan versus alabama quite quite honestly like for as shitty as it is and as you know wrongly done as florida state was i did watch the acc championship game because uh once iowa gave up a big punt return you knew that shit was over um big 10 game like oh the yeah, are that, going against iowa now this is, no, this is that bad. was over quick <laughs> um that was that was tough to watch and jalen Milroe is not tough to watch he is very very exciting to watch and yeah, you know, i i think that Put it, put aside everything else about what's right and wrong here, because the committee sure as fuck did, because they've never cared really about that. Yeah, you know, we don't have to pretend that they did. They they did succeed at their job, I think, in putting together a hell of a TV product because those two games are bangers.
2: Right. I mean, I they they wait. created the they created the games that were going to be the more interesting games. Is that objectively the correct choice. If you look at the season on a whole, no, probably not. But it also becomes a question of, you know, are you looking at who's the best team right this second? Or are you looking at who was the best team a month ago? Like those are kind of not obviously not going to be the same thing every time. And I, again, uh, the rules are made up and the points don't matter. So give me what the better matchups in the next month are going to be.
0: Yeah. I I wanna hate it way more than I do. Like on a rational, humanistic level, and like I feel terrible for all of the Florida State players and especially Jordan Travis getting hurt like that in addition to like then having them be like yeah you being hurt is the reason that your team uh is staying home from the thing that you you know thought that fucking sucks and the old men who run that committee should all be launched into you know various
1: is it bad that uh, i i I want the computer back (laughs) no give me no. the bcs computer back
3: <laughs> no there's nothing wrong with that the computer did a fine job um the, like it's it's a tension in this sport where for you know 100 years the postseason was just whatever there, in the in the early decades it was uh if yale and princeton went to decide to call their game the national title game then then it is and if anyone disagrees with that then they can call their game the national title game and that no one, <laughs> no one can do anything about it. No one will do anything about it, you know, and then we, and then for decades and decades, we had a system where the postseason games are, you know, whoever, whoever wants to play each other. And, you know, sometimes that's arranged by a conference. Sometimes it's not. Um, and like that, that, that spirit of we want to see good game. We want to see Bama play Michigan. Like, of course we do. Um, we want to see two good teams play each other. And we're trying to cram it into a tournament with um, with rules and formats. It's not a fit. It has never been a fit. Uh, it will never be a fit. Like, there are levels of college football that have tournaments, and they work fine. They work fine. But, like, in the top level, like, we, we just want bowl games. Um, and, like, we had a problem because it's hard to tell who's the champion after bowl games. But, like, it is that really a problem? Because sometimes there's two champions. Okay, so what? sometimes there's two champions that's funny that's great um but i mean we're we're in this like very awkward middle stage right now where it's like bowl plus playoff right yeah we're like yeah the playoff is made of bowls and then, <laughs> and then there's right. like the other thing afterward <laughs> like like bama michigan that is a bowl that is a rigged up like one team deserves to be there one team does not um but it's rigged because it's a bowl it's literally at a bowl site, and it has the name of a bowl, um, and we can call it a semifinal all we want, but it's it's a pair of bowl games that then that, that then leads to another. So, like from the from the from the perspective that we are trying to crown a national champion, yeah, FSU got screwed and it was wrong. Um, from the perspective of people just want bowl games to look at, Bama will put on a good show, um, and like my very strong preference is. Uh, give FSU a title shot, but guess what? They have one. They beat Georgia. They will call themselves the national champions, and they should, just as UCF was right to in 2017. So college football will always find a way, I guess is my thing. Like, they they can try to apply I'll... all these systems to it, but college football will find a way. In the past 10 years, past 10 years of the playoff, we've had as many split titles as we had in the 10, you know, in the <laughs> seven or so years until before the BCS, right? There are there three split titles in the 90s. There have been two split titles in the past decade if Florida State managed to beat Georgia. So all, the, all these systems aren't really accomplishing anything.
2: <laughs> I also think the thing with college football is that, I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but like on some level it kind of doesn't. Because I think the things that are the, and we've talked about this before, the thing that is the most interesting on a lot of levels about college football are the conference battles, So the conference championships, they're the rivalry games. Like at the end of the day, those are a huge part of whether a team looks back and says, was the season successful or not? And whether fans look back and say, okay, how successful was the season is? Did you meet, beat the teams that you hate the most and want to beat? Did you beat the team that you wanted to beat in the biggest moment for whatever reason? And yeah, Obviously, if that leads to a national championship, that's great. And uh, you will pry my Florida national champions assortment of hoodies and whatever from my cold dead hands. (laughs) But, (laughs) I mean, there's been lots and almost anyone who's a college football fan who isn't a fan of like four teams has had a lot of seasons that were still fun and entertaining and, you know, filled its role in your life that there was no national champion aspirations, but you know, you, you beat your rival or you made a decent bowl and you played well or whatever it is. And I think especially those rivalry games, those conference championships mean so much. Yeah. Now the conferences aren't going to exist in anything resembling (laughs) <laughs> what we're used to them looking like very quickly here, but.
0: That's, that's another thing that I think is why this is something that we can laugh about is that this problem is naturally going away. We've had this thing and I can't believe that it took 10 years to get here that you have five conferences for a four team playoff. Like, and that's before you even think about, you know, the Notre right. Dame or the G5 team that that sneaks up there. You've always had five power conferences and four playoff spots. And there have certainly been years where it's been two SEC teams and two conferences get left out. And that's felt like bullshit, too. And in at various levels of, like, what it means to be competing for a championship, if that's what the football, the CFP is allegedly about this has always been something that was looming and it finally took until the very, very end of it to bite them in the ass when, and this is, this is why I wanted to talk about what the playoff bubble, you know, would have, could have, should have been, had they gone to a 12 team playoff this year, because instead of talking about Florida state getting screwed, we'd be talking about, you know, oh, should Florida state be, could Florida state be, you know, getting a buy instead of having the five seed, but more interestingly, we could be having a debate, you know, at, at the bubble of Oklahoma was twelve, uh, but I guess that um, the fight in Fallwell's would be getting they <laughs> get that that spot, the twelve spot. Fight <laughs> that's that's stolen directly from the watch grid that we will talk about later, where uh, Jason has listed that game is number eight, Oregon versus Fallwell.
3: It that. would depend on how many um, conference conference champions were giving bids to which the sec and big 10 are trying to whittle that number down as far as they can so right
0: but at the bubble you would have 11 ole miss 12 oklahoma 13 lsu 14 arizona and i think they would be fun to be having the conversation of like yeah man like let let arizona cook in this playoff mm-hmm. like they've been so much of a more interesting team over the second half of the season than you know, the fourth place in the s e c Ole miss
3: I think the thing with four is has was always a terrible number, and it was always a transitional yeah. number um and like i mean two worked fine, two worked totally fine nine times out of ten, we know who the top two teams are, but again, you know at, at times we don't and when you do when you have three see two thousand four um four is just a, it's a stupid number because then you're saying there's always four elites right and like statistically there's often one or two or three in this year it's somewhere between one and seven no one knows uh, <laughs> right well 12, 12 is fine like it's I, I i'm not a fan of big playoff i don't really like 12 i don't think 12 or 16 or 24 or 32 or any of that fits um top level college football um but if you're going to have a playoff, it needs to be in big enough to, like, encompass everyone who fits in what you believe to be the top tier, you know? And, like, four is it's four is just a terrible number. <laughs> like, there, there's, there's so many years when it's three, and that's it. And you're just sliding into yeah. four just for the hell of it. Yeah, make and it. I, mean,
1: I, th- I feel like it needs to be at least at, like six or eight before you can even call it a playoff. Because it's like when you have four, is that really a playoff or is it just two two games leading to a championship? Once you're at like six or eight, it's like, oh, these are a playoff. You're playing, you know, you're playing multiple games to get to a title game. And you know, four is also it's yeah, it's yeah, it's the fact that you know there's you know you know sometimes one or two or three good teams and it's like the fourth one's gonna get fucking massacred by whoever the first team is where it's like maybe you know i'd like to see you know the third best team quote unquote versus the sixth best team and see where they go and then you know
3: the tiny bracket is very i remember in 2014 the first year of it it was like just knowing for seo reasons we need to use the word bracket right but it's not a bracket It's two games that lead to another (laughs) game, right? But you have to say 2014 bracket revealed, right? Um, It's it's a ridiculous system, and it is amazing that it lasted um, that it lasted ten years. And it's been more amazing that it almost made, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) It's even it's even more amazing that they almost made it without this, you know, without um, putting themselves in this position, because like that, like. There was talk going in that, like, oh, somebody's screwed no matter what. No, Bama's not screwed if they don't make it. They're not screwed. They lost a game to a team that's in. That's fine, right? Um, the committee themselves engineered this entire this entire problem. They, they had the solution. They could have made it. <laughs> um, leaving Florida State out is the entire uh, – it, it's entirely self-inflicted. Um, yeah,
1: it's it- – Florida State, leaving Florida State out isn't the problem. It's the result of the problem.
0: <laughs>
3: well, well, I mean, it, to like, the end. So ultimately it the problem like, is they never sort of conferred with college football fandom on what it is we want to play off to be, but we, what, Everyone wants the playoff to be as the most deserving teams. When you watch NFL games, you think this team is ahead of that team in the standings. so the Bills are six and six, but they're probably the best team. That's the case every year, right? The Bills are incredible, but they lose all the time. <laughs> Too bad. They don't get to go to the playoffs just because they're really good. The the in the in the years when, you know, with the Chargers, they're the best in uh and the best in FPI, but they miss the playoffs. It's the case this year, right? <laughs> There's a long time for the Seahawks. The Seahawks are the best in uh, F plus, but they're nine and seven, right?
0: So what? Last, last year's Vikings are complete bullshit, but make it.
3: Yes, yes, exactly. The Vikings were deserving. They won that many games, but they were not the best. In college football, mm-hmm. the Vikings would be left out, which, okay, this is a bad example because we would like that. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what we want out of sports <laughs> is to know where our teams stand. We want deserving. We don't want someone to come in and say this team's better than that team, so therefore the wins don't count. And the college football playoff committee is designed to reward best And it's their definition of best, and they get to change, you know, change that definition from year to year. This is the first time they've ever cashed in the we only reward the best teams card. Um, And it just feels very, very, very bad that it happened to benefit the SEC. Um, You know, the one year the SEC was going to miss, then the playoff committee decides, oh, it's actually about best, not most deserving.
0: That just feels bad it's the sec so it just feels worse <laughs> <sighs> um i i was yeah. thinking you know people people say things like you know how how do you explain to your kids whatever horrible thing they want you to think is horrible you know that's always been to the friend. how am i going to explain this to my children um and it turns out that like most of those things are fairly easy to explain. Like, yeah, people like sex is a thing it happens. People love each other. Sometimes those people are whatever. Um, but try to explain the one all of its games. I'm like, I'm trying like my, my, my son came out of after school today. Uh, <laughs> just livid over what he felt was a, an unfair decision, refereeing decision. In an after-school soccer match. And did not speak <laughs> for five blocks on the way home. Trying to explain to Sean, yeah, Florida State went 13-0. and uh, They won their conference championship in a game that the other team never really even had a legitimate chance to win. Um, they are not going to be allowed into the college football playoffs. I don't know how I'm going to explain that to him in a way that like is going to work because I, they're, they're, you know, other than, well, you know, they decided that everybody wanted to see Alabama like, or Brock Glenn is too good at playing school. And he's not Cardale. There. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You know, you, you know what we should do is we should just make it a fan vote. Like what, what matchups do you, you, oh, the God. fans want to see?
2: <laughs> I mean, if you want to guarantee that you have a sec heavy matchup just about every time, that's a great way to do it.
1: Or, or, or maybe add a fan voting component. I don't know it's it's stupid either way no but you're right i i could explain my gender better to a toddler than i could explain the college football playoffs (laughs) and the toddler would understand it
3: i mean when we're talking about like you know anytime you talk about college football to someone right you are getting you're, you're able to talk about so many things besides just uh sports and competition and all that like to explain this, you have to talk about market forces and institutional self-preservation, and oh, we're talking about we're talking about all of America when we're talking about <laughs> the decision to elevate this team to another. So, like, college football is rich with lessons, and they are usually what not to do. Like, there there is always so much to talk about. All of it is bad.
2: Yeah, r- rarely instructive in a positive way. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Speaking of like rarely instructive in a positive way, um, earlier this season, at the beginning of this season, we started a, a little game that we called uh, Brian Ferentz Bingo. Because... It was... I forgot
1: about Brian Bingo. Brian I also Bingo. forgot about Brian
0: Ferentz Bingo. Uh, so we had Brian Ferentz Bingo. Uh, we all got to 325 points. Uh, Brian fell far short. Uh, and he's losing his job. But we now have uh bowl bingo. Um, and I'm not really sure we can, we can discuss this as we go and figure it out, but I'm going to give us uh, each um, well, there's, there's four of us here. Uh, so this will be a five by five grid. We are going to go uh, based on, um, I will get the link again and put it in the chat for us from Jason Substack. From today. Jason, what is the.? Uh, it's jasonkirk.fyi. And I will put this into the chat so that you guys can see how Jason has arranged all of this year's bowl games into a very friendly grid, which he does all the time anyway, but this is just for the postseason. Uh, we've got the green column, watch this, the yellow column, maybe watch, and the red column, it's football. Uh, each of us <laughs> will be drafting a column. Uh, so there will be a uh, Lily as the winner. You will have the first as the winner of Brian Ferent's bingo. You have the first pick. Jason as the guest. You will have the second pick. Uh, Britt, you will have the third pick, and I will have the fourth pick. And then we will uh have some wild cards at the end. Um, so the way this will go is we will be going down to fill out the bingo card. Um, we will each have a column. Your picks will be to fill out that column, but this is a collaborative enterprise. We are trying to hit bingo over the course of bowl season um, with these games. And since it's games, rather than numbers, we're going to be looking for things. Again, I haven't really plotted out the game so much as uh, the format of drafting the bingo board, which will be, uh, we each need to pick uh, one, game from the green column from the watch this one game from the red uh, one game from the yellow and one game from the uh, red that we actually would like to watch and see and talk about red might be a tough tough to find Um, and then also one uh, one game from the green that you uh, I'm sorry one game from the green or yellow that you would not like to watch and then one of the four remaining fcs teams uh will be rest of your grid and those are north dakota state south dakota uh south dakota state and villanova and then there will be a free space as well so lily you have the first pick
1: is this any anything in the and anything in any of the columns or just Mm -hmm. the bowl games um, okay, so I'm going to go really weird for this first pick, but only because my sister goes there. I'm going to go North Central versus Wartburg. <laughs> <laughs> my sister goes to Wartburg and her uh, boyfriend does their uh, announcing. So it's, uh, it's a cute, it's a. I, I think I should take it as a first pick.
3: I'm pretty sure I got an email from someone with uh, opinions about this game. Uh, yeah. From from uh, emailer Michael, the Division Three semifinal between North Central and Wartburg is bad seeding. So I don't. I'm sure, I'll stand, with, I'll stand with that.
1: Let's just say North Central has has yet to, to yet to not win a game by like more than forty points this year. <laughs> They've won several That's games fun. like like seventy to nothing. Wartburg's also undefeated, but you know it's. uh North Central's uh, one of the better D3 the probably the best D3 team of the last like 10 years.
0: Okay. Jason, you're up. Uh, your pick of all bowl season.
3: So now the the goal here is to um does, does each round have its own goal or 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 what?
0: Uh now we are just trying to build a a solid bingo board of games that we will then uh, play bingo with. I see. Okay. So, really, if there's just any game that you want to talk about or mention, as <laughs> as Lily just did, um, and any games that you want to shout out here, because there's a such a such a smorgasbord over the month of December.
3: Well, I think if I were to um, recommend just one game to uh, be aware of. Um... I wouldn't get too cute with it. I'd go with Washington-Texas, the uh, the quote-unquote playoff semifinal. Um, two very good offenses. Um, Washington tends to be chaotic. Every Washington game is entertaining, no matter the opponent. Um, they play down to their opponents, but they'll need to play up for this one. Texas, uh, a lot better on defense than I think people uh have gotten to, gotten to expect from a, from a Big Twelve team. Very very good up front on defense, um, and both of, both of these teams just do a lot of creative shit on offense. Just just a lot of trying shit. So, uh, yeah, the, the, there's a very good chance this could this is game of the year contender. Let's put it that. Way.
0: I agree with that. Texas' uh, creative offense. I do need to shout out the uh, the play the the pass that they ran to. Um, Oh, I don't know his first name, Sweat93. Enormous gentleman uh, who scored a touchdown in that game. Um, That was lovely.
3: Devondre.
0: Devondre Sweat. Uh, Britt, it is your pick.
2: Uh, Let me see. Um... I mean, I feel like in the interest of of maintaining a theme here, I have to go with Iowa, Tennessee, just because as some sort of philosophical opposite of Washington, Iowa is going to be, they're going to try some stuff. It's not going to be stuff I would recommend, um, but they're going to try some things. And look, punters are people too, so
3: also in that game, you have um, maybe the best contrast in all of bowl season where Iowa's going to do nothing. Tennessee's going to do a lot. <laughs> Tennessee's very busy on offense. Iowa's not. So we get to Yeah, play.
2: they're intensely uh, philosophical opposites in that way. Uh,
0: that is a green columner. I am going to follow up with one from the yellow column that features the team that I wanted to see play against Iowa. Uh, which is LSU. I am very angry at uh, the bowl people for somehow not giving us Iowa LSU. Iowa Tennessee is fine, but like it was right there, guys. When you, when you talk about everything versus nothing, um, Wisconsin really could do nothing. They did do a lot of nothing this season and finished behind Iowa in the big 10 West, which is an achievement. Everybody who finished behind Iowa in the Big Ten West, which is everybody in the Big Ten West, you should all just consider giving up football because you lost to half a team. Um, well, two thirds of a team. I don't want to discount special teams, and, and Troy Taylor is a lot. Um, yeah, that's just, that's no good. Uh, all right. Are we going serpentine or are we going uh, back to Lily I made this up
1: let's go back <laughs> to me I wanna I wanna, I wanna I wanna I've got a, I've got a game I want okay I've got, go ahead. I got my ye- I got my yellow column game uh, give me uh, give me SMU versus Boston College.
0: Okay, I might go to this game.
1: It it just seems it just seems fun. It just seems like <laughs> it's such a it's such a weird matchup. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's why I that's why I, I just like I just want the weird. I want to celebrate the weird. Um, and and that's 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 what I want. I want SMU versus Boston College,
3: a future conference matchup, no
1: less. Yeah, exactly. Future, yeah. future, future ACC oh, matchup. Jesus.
0: I am I am all the more pressed to go to Fenway Park for this now. Cuz when is SMU ever going to play at Fenway again if they're in BC's conference? They're not going to get the invite to this bowl ever again.
3: SMU being sick of playing in Boston is a situation we will uh, we'll be running into very soon.
0: Oh. And I'm going to be in Massachusetts for for Christmas. Um, I'm going to need to consider this. ACC scouting. ACC, if you're listening, um, hire me as a scout. I will steal the signals of the SEC that uh, help get Alabama into the playoffs. I believe that signal is uh, writing large checks. (laughs) There's large checks involved somewhere uh jason it is it is your pick so it's 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 one
3: per column is that this is that the situation here yeah yes okay um so from from the yellow column i this is a game that it it arguably could be green but uh not quite i i I thought about promoting this one up kansas unlv on uh day after christmas um kansas still enjoying its resurgence under lance leopold uh who is is still there as of as of this recording um and unlv their best team in about 40 years um went to their conference title game the team that hired bobby petrino 12 months ago and saw him leave three weeks later and then had a better season than his new team texas a&m he now has another (laughs) new team arkansas so um yeah, Kansas UNLV, just two teams who almost never get to enjoy this sort of thing, and uh, they're going to be in primetime the day after Christmas.
0: Boxing day extravaganza. I like it. Britt, you're up.
2: All right. Um, well, mm-hmm. in the interest of uh, where my student loan money is going, I I do have to take Fresno and New Mexico State, um, also because I I genuinely do find New Mexico State strangely fascinating. Sure, just just sort of broadly, um, they're weird. They're fun. They're often more competent than you might expect. And 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 also, I'm kind of interested to see what how, see how Fresno plays because they should be mad, um, because at, at no one but themselves. But they should be mad that they didn't make end up in their conference championship game. So I want to see where that goes.
0: They really sputtered late in the year. They did. They did, they and they also pl-
2: they also played way better out of conference than in conference. Mm-hmm. Which did not, you know, did not help their case.
0: <laughs> not a thing I saw coming either. <laughs> no, they were like, well,
2: uh, we can definitely beat, like, yeah, we can definitely beat Purdue and Arizona State and, you know, look really competent otherwise and then be like, oh, but it's Wyoming. Like, you, you're all confused.
0: Uh. I am going to go for the red column for my next pick, uh, and I am. I'm gonna go Saturday night, December sixteenth, Cal Texas Tech. Um,
2: oh God! <laughs> oh, and that that's yeah. a Pac-12 after dark, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that feels like um, I know that. Yeah, you know, we really, we really did get the season finale of pack, the series finale of pac Twelve After Dark. Uh, but this feels like a spiritual, like after show, sort of. Yeah. Uh, like, talking pac Twelve After Dark.
2: <laughs> it's like we the count. reunion episodes of a uh, of Real Housewives.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe Cliff Kingsbury will stop by. Who knows? He's <laughs> all right, uh, Lily. It is back to you.
1: Give me the real national championship game: Florida State versus Georgia. <laughs> but it's only the national championship game for Florida State, really. But I want I. There's so many implications of that game. I want to see. I want to see Florida State claim a national championship, beat Georgia, and claim a national championship because they should. That's it could that's be a the only old...
3: entertaining game. It could be very fraught and very entertaining. Um, we'll see how many players show up for each side, but uh, but FSU is yeah. going to give a shit.
0: Jason is is
3: Tate Rotemaker good? Decent, probably. Most likely decent. Uh, I mean, his uh, his first start was uh, on the road in Florida, and took him a little while to get going. Um, and I, what that, and you know, that's pretty much all we've seen of him. So, yeah, I mean, it, I I would assume he'll be fine. I did not
0: watch the Florida game, so um, was it, was I think we've collectively decided run, that it just to run, to run, didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, ah, Jason, it is your pick.
3: So I'm taking a red game, right? You've taken a green and a yellow? Okay. Um, Sure. On December 28th, um, people should just be aware that the end of Rutgers Miami will, um, (laughs) will just be wrong. The end will be wrong um mario crystal ball uh, miami head coach is a genius at late game situations and i don't mean that um he will select the best option i mean he's more (laughs) (laughs) it will be memorable it will be it will be unique special he's a creative genius um yeah he's an artist yes Uh, and on the other side is greg shiano a foil uh a special foil as well of course greg Shiano was the one who was asking um grown man nfl players to dive at each other during uh during kneel downs as the tampa bay buccaneers head coach so the final minute of this of this game if you make it through the three hours preceding it it will be memorable that's all we can count on here and it's it's this game kicks off at two o'clock on a thursday so so around you know rush hour on a thursday you're going to see some of the worst football you've ever seen and i i don't know how you uh how you pass that opportunity up
0: rush hour on thursday in the bronx in december uh i've lived in new york all my life i've never been to the pinstripe bowl um some of that is because a lot of years we are in massachusetts but this year I am thinking of attending the Fenway Bowl. I have never in its history thought I would like to go to that stadium to watch football. Um, even as I, I saw soccer there once, it was fine. It's not a special experience to go to New Yankee Stadium even for baseball, really It's just, it's sterile And One of my least favorite places on the planet Um They should still be right across That's a whole other conversation for a whole other time Um, yeah Rutgers, Miami uh, I I think I will tune in for the final few minutes Of that, and that is it Hopefully as we are getting back From Fenway Park, where football Should be played <laughs> Fenway, uh, okay uh brit it is your pick
2: all right um well so for my um for my red column pick i'm gonna go texas state rice specifically because texas state's band is fucking great huh. and they are uh, worth the price of admission for a an otherwise Uninspiring <laughs> football matchup.
3: And Rice's band
2: is is wacky. So Rice's band is wacky. Rice's band is uh, musically very good. Also, like they're not the most like precision. Like some of them are, but Rice has a very good music program. So it'll be a good it'll be a good band matchup. Watch halftime. Maybe don't watch the rest of it.
0: Smart. I also like a good Texas school on Texas school where. Yeah, there, there's some potential for like yeah, you know, some of these guys have played against each other in high school. Yeah, um, so might have A little, some little Texas in. on Texas
1: beef. Uh, uh, you know, so a good old a good feet. old uh, southwestern con- old school southwestern conference <laughs> matchup.
0: Yeah, I like it. Uh, I still have i've I've gone yellow and red. I'm going to go green here and take. Um, Listeners of the show know that I'm a longtime Sun Bowl honk and I'm going to stay that way with uh, Notre Dame, Oregon State. Uh, should be fun. Should be fun. I like it. I like the Sun Bowl. So I'm going to stick with it here. And that takes us back to Lily.
1: What's the la- next last two picks?
0: Uh, the last two picks are um, a. Uh, here's uh, uh, an FCS team remaining. Oh, I've done this wrong. Okay. Uh, the FCS team remaining will be how we fill out the wild card comp. Okay. So the two picks remaining are uh, a one that you would like to avoid um, and a flex.
1: Ooh, a flex. So a flex is just anything? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to use my flex... On uh, UTSA versus Marshall, not not for any particular reason other than I like that people call uh, the Roadrunners the Meeps uh, sometimes.
2: <laughs> meep, meep.
1: Yeah, uh, that's that's the only reason. I have no clue what that game da- that game going to look like. I don't know anything about either team, but I I like that um, they call. UTSA the meeps
0: <laughs> I like that um I have had occasion to watch uh UTSA a little bit um at times this season cuz I feel like they are a weeknight, you know. Weeknights I'm not going to say a weeknight staple, but they're fun. I enjoy them. The thing that they're playing is called the Scooter's Coffee Frisco Bowl. (laughs) Okay. I don't know what Scooter's Coffee is, but okay. Uh, Jason, your pick.
3: Uh, I think people should be aware of NC State, Kansas State. Um, These are two highly decent teams. Um... The two definitely definitely qualities, second or third tier teams, um, that at times this year look like they might break through to uh, up a level or so. Just as importantly, this is the Pop-Tarts Bowl, um, where they haven't really explained this, and that sort of adds to the oh, both God. intrigue and the horror that there will be some sort of an edible mascot. Um, I don't know what the, that means, but I just know that they have, they have said those words. So... Once again, similar to Rutgers Miami, tune into something uh, mysterious and horrifying at the very end.
0: At, at the press conference, or the press whatever it was, I only saw this um, reported via the Twitter machine. Um, Dave Doran, the NC State coach, asked uh, what the filling was on the edible Pop-Tarts mascot and was told that um, that was information the Pop-Tarts Bowl representative could not divulge.
2: You know what? Respect to the Pop Tarts marketing department who's handling this because look, that, I mean, I'm watching. They got my attention. You win. You win, Pop Tarts.
0: Uh, Britt, that brings you to the next pick.
2: Oh, God. What do I have left? A red one? Is that where we're at? Have
0: you done a red one? I don't think so. Texas State Rice?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You've, you, you've, are at either flex or one to avoid. Okay. Might as well do flex now since that seems to be what we're all doing in this round. Might as
2: might well. At as least well.
0: It's what the first two have
2: done. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me where am I? Hold on. Um. I'm gonna go Miami Ohio App State because I think there's just something intensely inherently funny with taking a bunch of uh, college kids who have been in either the frozen tundra of Ohio or in the ass end of the mountains in North Carolina and send- sending them to Orlando the week before Christmas.
3: It's a really like good it. game, too. They deserve it. Yeah. This, I, I Should considered this game for the green column on that day. So it's a good game.
2: It's it's definitely borderline, but it's got there's potential, and I just I I like App State just sort of generally.
0: I think that's that's America's team.
2: Exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> a lot of my uh, my likes have been taken off the board here, but I will. Um... Yeah, I'm gonna go back to the green column. I'm gonna have myself a a nice couple of day a, a nice couple of days there on uh, late December. Um, I'm gonna take Oklahoma, Arizona. Let me see some points.
2: You will see some points.
0: That is. Ooh, that's a loser leaves town match for the Big Twelve, sort of. Oh, yeah.
1: You mean uh, both? I mean both are leaving. Oh yeah,
0: it's, it's, it's
3: incoming, a, it's a, outgoing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a coming and going.
2: It's only room in this town for one of us.
0: Yeah. Round we're, out, we're on one. drop that game. Leave leave the belt on the way out of town.
2: <laughs> there you go.
0: The Red River now, water rights now belong to Arizona. Wow. Well,
2: look, they could use it, so. They need it,
0: yeah. All right, we're settling things here. Uh, all right, and we will wrap this up with the, uh, the games to avoid. Uh, always nice to end a podcast. On a positive note, please remember to rate, <laughs> <review>. <laughs> like, and subscribe. Casual Die Hard, uh, now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Lily? Which which of these football games in the next month will you be watching under no circumstances whatsoever?
1: Uh Ohio State Mizzou. I don't think anything about that game interests me. I I don't like I, I don't like Ohio State in any way, shape, or form. And I feel like just Mizzou is a very boring football team.
0: I feel like I disagree on your assessment of Mizzou as a very boring football team, but by the time they play this game, they may very well be. Yeah. It might too.
1: Yeah, it just seems like a game that's going to be like it's going to be everyone's backups because half of them have committed to the draft and none of them want to play.
0: That is the thing about about the the expanded playoff and all that is like, and living in this bowl playoff mix that we have is like, what is the incentive to play? Honestly, what should be happening is that with which bowl is that? Is that the cotton bowl? No. whoever's sponsoring that bowl game should be at Marvin Harrison's house with $3 million and a Maserati <laughs> Yeah, cotton, it's the a cotton Maserati bowl classic. up to his house in Columbus. Like, otherwise there, I, you could not get him on the, like, I wouldn't. Right. There, there's,
2: there's very little in it for him at that point.
3: So. Yeah,
1: he knows he's going to get drafted by the Bears.
2: <laughs>
1: God. God
3: bless. Now there's an argument for staying in oh. college football.
2: <laughs> That's true.
1: As someone from Chicago, yes, that is. there is no better uh, reason to stay playing college football than I could potentially get drafted by the Chicago Bears.
3: Yeah, you see how many fifth-year seniors there are in college football this year? It's- because of the bears, bears are looming.
0: <laughs> they're all, they're all just like, please no, please no. <laughs> uh, Jason, you have, you've given us an entire column of games to uh, mostly avoid unless we are sickos of some kind or another. Um, but which which game would be the most? avoid this at all costs for you
3: um well for me personally i'm not going to pick on any of the non-fbs games here um mm-hmm. so among fbs games uh monday december 18th at 2:30 eastern in the afternoon wku old dominion these teams are fine they have a postseason game i hope they enjoy it um i'm i'm not going to make it it's, it's nothing personal i'm just not going to make it on that monday afternoon
0: where is that game uh, that's, uh, they at least get to go somewhere that, good.
3: It's the Bahamas Bowl, in fact. Which, great. I'm, I'm, I'm delighted for these two hey. do. I don't
1: know. They could get killed in a shark attack. The famous toast <laughs> people.
3: Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: That's, the Bahamas oh. Bowl moved to Charlotte. That's right. Yeah, they get to... They, oh, man. That's... That's tough. Like, knowing that you could have been in the Bahamas Bowl, but now you're going to Charlotte.
2: Yeah, that's a letdown. No, no offense to Charlotte or anything here, but
0: no. I mean, I, I've you know professed my love of Skyline Chili on here. When I was flying to Argentina and got stuck in a blizzard in Cincinnati, uh, that was very disappointing. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I feel you here, WKU and, and Old Dominion, and will ac- accordingly avoid watching your football game in Charlotte. Nobody should watch football in Charlotte. I think that's just a good rule. In general. That ACC championship uh, game was in Charlotte, too, and that sucked. That game was unwatchable. All right. Uh, Britt, your your pick for a game to avoid.
2: Uh, all right. i I'm going to go uh, Louisville-USD just purely on vibes. Because uh, both of them just irritate me on a deep and philosophical level for reasons I can't quite articulate other than... Everyone I've ever met who went to either of those schools made me want to push them into traffic.
1: Reasonable.
0: Fair. Fair. Totally with that. All right. And that brings it to me for a game to not watch. Um, but I, I got to go for Day After Christmas. Uh Holy green minnesota that is cool
2: there are better things you could be doing with your day after christmas
3: minnesota this year's five and seven bowl team
0: so yeah we rewarded the big 10 west with a five and seven bowl team
2: you'd think we would know better
0: and it wasn't even the Nebraska team that almost beat Iowa. God bless. Shame of it all. Um, no, so, and, and that brings us just to the the four uh, FCS teams will uh, make up our wild card center column here. Um, I botched this. You know what it was it was that i had this designed for keelan to also be here and then um she was not so that is why we had the wild card column, and i never adjusted for that um but as we are coming to the end because obviously that went, uh, a little while um jason i, I wanted to ask you like you followed fcs um better than anyone i know on the internet for for a good while um what is the reaction generally like when that bracket comes out like is there a big hubbub over um who is left out of of the 16
3: yes yeah it's uh it's it's a bit muted you know it's not like fsu being left out yeah. in part because the top contenders will always make it so it's it's bubble teams um it's comparable to march madness where we're, you know it's it's a fringe team is very upset um it's usually not a great injustice. We're usually talking about teams that have lost. You know, you, you might have like a an eight and three team, that type of team is being left out. Or, you know, or maybe it's a, a ten and one team from a weaker conference, or um or the Missouri Valley or the Big Sky or your best FCS conferences, and you know, the worst teams in those conferences are still good. Um so you might have a six and five team that feels like they should go, and it's like, well shit, they lost to the five best teams in the country. Why not? Um, but those are the kind of debates you get on like FCS Bracket Saturday.:
0: That feels like something I would be OK with having. So I think, again, 12 team playoff, four is four is just bad. Four is just bad. Could be eight, could be 12. We're going to go with 12. I'm happy with 12. Talked myself into twelve, um, but for now we got four. So, so that goes. And and we are down to four in FCS. Um, what? What do you think? As far as that goes, anybody.
3: <laughs> so I just. Uh... Well, on one side you have South Dakota State who's going for a repeat yeah. title. Um, you know, people remember the... I think i think North Dakota State's title reign sort of like bubbled up to general consciousness. Um, mm-hmm. North Dakota State winning nine titles in 12 years or whatever it was. South Dakota State uh, going for their second in a row and they might be better than any of NDSU's teams. This might be the best FCS team other than Randy Moss's Marshall team. Um the list of teams that SDSU has beaten this year is just it's they could end up beating almost the entire FCS top 10 top 15 um so whoever is taking uh FCS teams be sure you take them first
0: (laughs) I think that we are not uh we're, we're not drafting that on the uh on the bingo card here but rather I will just uh fill in the names of those teams and we will figure out um how to play bingo uh, will be included in the show notes. That will be a collective enterprise that we will uh, keep you posted on through some kind of social media. We're on blue sky now because Britt was cool enough to set that up. Uh, Casual diehard dot social. Right. Is that what it is? I have still not gotten into that nearly enough.
2: That is what it is. Yes.
0: I'm still like, I just, I'm too exhausted to do a new, Social media platform—it's too much. Jason, where where can the people find you before we
2: get going here?
3: Uh, I've tried to um, make my handle Jason Kirk dot or underscore FYI on socials. That's also my
0: Substacks URL. Okay, and, uh, and your book comes out in February. It does. February
3: 12th, um, Hell is a World Without You, ex-evangelical novel. Um, some pre-orders have been sneaking out against my uh, against my will, but what are you going to do? Not much you can do about that. They're out there, people are sending me photos of it, uh, and they seem to be happy with those photos, so fine, I'll take it.
0: <laughs> well, I look forward to either reading it or praying that there's uh, an audiobook Hard. I'm old. Like it is hard to like physically read. Like I've had a stack of books that just grows because my eyes hurt. Um, I didn't used to like audiobooks, but now I do. I like podcasts too. I like this one. I shut down Fullcast. But there are other podcasts that are out there too, but I think it's just enough to us. They're, they're the Internet's only college football podcast. We are not a college football podcast. This is just an episode of our podcast. And, and this is the end of that podcast where uh, I just ramble on a little bit until I preach the magic words. Love you.